Hi there, folks. My name is Emily. And I'm Elle. And we are Oh My Word, a podcast where we discuss movies, musicals, books, TV shows, etc., and give you an idea of the content, meaning what is a story about? What kind of themes are there? Is it appropriate so that you have an idea of what you're getting yourself into? Exactly. And then you can say, also, how many pearls should I clutch or be ready to clutch before I embark upon this story journey? Or should I have my pearls close by to clutch as I embark upon this journey? Exactly. But if you really want to follow our pearl clutching scale and be very careful about what kind of what what's going to happen to your pearls, then you'll follow <laughs> our scale that's zero to four for violence, language, and romance, about zero being the best. That means no pearls were clutched. And four means all the pearls were clutched. We don't and you're not barely have space. Ruined. Yeah, we have no more room in our hand anymore to be clutching any more pearls because we're so distraught. To be clear, so language, that one should be pretty clear. If there's If there's a lot of profanity, that's where language comes from. Violence is... Physical violence, but can also include things like bullying and specific violent acts or like abuse, mental or emotional abuse sometimes we'll talk about also in a discussion of violence. Then romance doesn't have to do just with the fact of is there or is there not a relationship in in the story, but is there nudity? Are people making out? Are they engaging in things like, are they married or are they not married? Are they kids? Are they grown-ups? Are they same-sex couples? So it, it encompasses all of those things. And again, the higher the score, the more stuff that's in it. Because it could technically be a romance or like a chick flick and score zero on romance if it's a very clean one somehow. Right. By some magical miracle somehow. Or like a point five, where it's like the story's about a romance. Well, if you think of like... Uh, a fairy tale type thing, like a Cinderella or something, where there's right. romance, but and the whole a lot of the story is about romance, but they're not making out in dark alleys. They're not taking each other's clothes off, right? They're just happen to be in a relationship, which that's life. It happens, and that's how life goes. Sometimes things happen, and sometimes you try to make things happen. For example. If you were discussing a Netflix adaptation of a book called Dash and Lily's Book of Dares by, by David, uh, was it Levith? Levithin? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Levithin? We don't know how to pronounce things sometimes. And Rachel Cohn, which, so they, it's just called Dash and Lily on Netflix. So we're not talking about the books. We're talking about the adaptation. It's kind of like a mini series. And it's all about how Lily is going to be finding like this perfect, she lives in New York and New York is such a magical place, which, Side note, they do show that in the Netflix, it is kind of a love letter to New York. I mean, it's a very, mm. um, they also are not yeah. showing the rats and the trash, but <laughs> they are showing like the highlights of New York and the stuff that if you're a person who loves New York, it does celebrate what you could love so much about New York. Um, and it very just like, oh, it's got this side and that side and all these people there. Just, a, you know, it's just a nice thing that they do, that they have that. Yeah. Also because they end up in a lot of different places. So you get to see it. There's a lot to see in the city. I mean, it's not everything, it's not whatever, but so they have that. So anyways, Lily decides that what also, that there's so many people in this city and for sure there's my perfect someone in this city. And she ends up leaving. There's all, we go forward and backward to see how everything happens, but she has this book, kind of like a notebook, and she's going to be her book of dares. And she puts it in 
um, in the bookshelf at the Strand, which also, that's part of your love letter to New York, because they put the Strand, which is this iconic bookstore. And if you're anybody, whatever, you know, the Strand, which is also, like, it's nice to do that. So um, she puts it there, and, well, Dash is the one who ends up finding it, and it's like, Basically, it's like a whole exchange. Like, okay, you got to do this, then you then you put the book back. Then the next person takes this, the next thing happens. They're basically corresponding through this. It's a little bit like uh, Little Shop Around the Corner, which is kind of also like You Got Mail, kind of like um, P.S. She Loves Me, I think, is what the musical is called. Just She Loves Me. Oh, She Loves Right. So one of those things are two people correspond with each other. They only end up bumping into each other. They bump into each other kind of once at a party, Um it's sort of like it, but it's not totally like that. Till obviously, till at the end when they get, then they can unite and be all uh, all in love with each other. So, right. as <laughs> that's every seventeen-year-old needs to do, find his or her true love. That's the thing with young adults in general. A lot of people, especially when there's young adult romances, a lot of people get very excited because they're like, "Oh, when you're a teenager, that's usually when you experience first love, and it's such a beautiful, wonderful thing to have done or gone through, or whatever it is." So that's why you end up with all these. Um, mm. books that are like that but on the same at the same time i guess as a kid you might if you're a 17 year old or a teenager you might appreciate that more but when you're an adult you're like well, actually that's not true some adults love it and some adults like myself <laughs> which i might be <laughs> the only one in this category are like i don't want to hear your your 300 pages about finding true love when you're 17 and the next page is like we're going off to college we're gonna go our own way but we had such a magical time together then you know, it's like, so what did you just drag me through this? Which is why sometimes, it's like funny, sometimes in fantasies, when they're finding the true love thing, you almost expect them to end up together because it's not the modern world where not everyone's exactly getting married at 17. Like mm-hmm. fantasy didn't necessarily have because they're not going to college afterwards, always. Right. So it's almost like, as much as they go on and on about their true loves and blah, 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 and you're like, okay, let's tone, let's tone down the rhetoric here. At the same time, it doesn't feel like it's like, well, we all know you're going to bring up tomorrow. It doesn't necessarily have that. Sometimes in the more made-up worlds, that it doesn't like the real world. Interesting. Yeah, that's just a theory I just threw out there and all that. <laughs> I like it. I don't have as much of a problem with the romance. I don't have the same reaction to it as you do. but Or a strong reaction, I should say. But I, I do have a similar reaction. Maybe we're just like too old. For these things and maybe they're like they're meant for teenagers because when you're a teenager and you're falling in love for the first time it does feel like this is true love and this is going to be my whole life and you know it's perfect and it's everything and then you get to be an adult and you actually figure it out unless you marry your high school sweetheart I guess and you're like oh okay that was yes it was first love and you learn something about yourself and you learn how to be empathetic towards another person and there's a lot of good fun things that can happen but it's really not it's not true love. It's not the end of the world if you don't find a boyfriend at 17, if you're not kissed by the time you're 16. You know, it's like, it's an aspect. And for some some teenagers, maybe it's more important for their development. You know, maybe they need like that empathetic learning how to take care of another person or something and, you know, to feel validated or whatever. And then, That's what friends are for, but in a healthy way. That's true. So anyway, uh, let's talk about our pearl clutching ratings real quick here. We have a zero for violence, so there was there was nothing in here. He steals a Santa hat, but it's not. But there's no there's no violence. Language is a three. It was actually pretty good in terms of a Netflix special and a teen 
thing. Um, they didn't get a four, which <laughs> when was the last time we did a teen thing that didn't get all the way to a four? Yeah, right. You know, they didn't slip in even one use. Someone's shirt has the F word blocked out, but it it's a quote from Die Hard on his shirt. So it's a little bit different. And anyway, it's blocked out. But it's not like he just has a shirt that says F the police or something. You know, it's the yippee ki Right. Mother thing. So that's a little bit different, but, and then they use a couple of other words, but not, not really to excess. Um, and then romance is a three, not just because the whole thing is a romance. I think it's really the brother's fault that it's a three. <laughs> yeah. Blame the brother. <laughs> Absolutely. It is. Like, it Dash is. and Lily kiss and they both kiss other people, but it's not even like really bad makeout scenes long, like passionate, passionate kissing. They're like pretty reasonably lengthy kisses for teenagers but the brother like the first three times we see him she walks into his room which by the way you probably shouldn't walk into anyone's room if it like without knocking but she keeps on walking into his room and he's naked under the covers with another guy yeah right it happens multiple times so we know what that's about so i also i didn't get that like are you trying to just like is the brother the brother is supposed to be a player or something like that, and then he's trying to make Lily like more like him. Like you have to be bold and go out of yourself and and what and like be like you that you're always with somebody else. He also I don't know they they added in the brother which well, I should say they added in, you have the brother okay and he's the gay character and we see him also going through his old love stuff but like why is he never given something besides for that? It seems right. so narrow. To just be like, well, he's gay, so that's the only thing he ever has to talk about. That's very 2D. I don't know. It seems like they're not flushing out a character when they just do that. Like, okay, well, that's all there is to say about him. Like, okay, then am I supposed to like him, not like him? Like, what do you want from me now? Yeah. No, you're right. We learned at the end that he, like, dropped out of NYU. But we don't see him, whatever he was doing, it, you know, practicing it, you know, his music or whatever. Which just, that's all he talks about is being in a relationship and he's supposed to be giving Lily advice. But also he's... Okay. He... <laughs> so he he starts texting this guy that he meets online. And they... Like the first... In the first episode, we see him. He's like, oh, I just met this guy and he's coming over. Fine. Um, a few days later, they break up. Because the boyfriend is visiting is going to be visiting his mom or his grandmother in Puerto Rico for 10 days and the brother's like I can't do long distance which is like the stupidest (laughs) thing ever it's like you're not doing long distance when it's 10 days but also he's devastated by this breakup which by the way if you're dating for the whole thing takes place in I think two weeks possibly less because it well, it ends at New Year's and Let's it starts a little bit before Christmas. Yeah. 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 So the whole thing takes place in two weeks. So we see him, what, like, let's say it's December 17th. I don't remember the exact date. Like five days later, he's breaking up. That's not a relationship. That's you went on a couple of dates. And actually, in their case, I don't think they went on dates. They just slept with each other, which we talk about sometimes whether or not, you know, there's too many gay people depicted in some of these younger, you know, books and TV shows for younger audiences. But... I would be offended if I were part of that community to have a character where that's gay, where their only thing is being gay. 
Like, we don't know anything else about him. We don't know what does he like to do in his spare time? Does he ever wear clothing? All we know is that <laughs> does he, he ever wear clothing. <laughs> All we know is that he has sex, but just not a relationship. Like, just having sex with someone you met online is not a relationship. And the fact that he's, like, broken up about this breakup, which is not a breakup because he's going to be long distance, which is not long distance because it's vacation. Like, they made him into such a joke. Well, it's also, why is it, it's not just him. Why is it always the player who who's supposed to be the relationship advice expert? Mm. Like, you know, that's that's like everything. Yeah, yeah, Every chick, like, oh, because you've been in so many relationships, you know no, you've been in so many relationships, you don't know how to make a relationship last. Why are they the relationship expert? The relationship expert should be the person who's been married for 10, 20, 30 years who said, oh, we had a rough patch and this is how we got through it. Oh, we stuck with each other, you know, even when it wasn't always so perfect. Like, why are, why, maybe because it's like less colorful, I guess, but it's still, it's like, why is the player, and also, you would, if we knew someone who was a player, like, we would not let our friends date them if we're actually good friends. <laughs> no. We'd be like, no, like, I know the guy's all swallow, I know he seems whatever, and he's got a nice car, but trust me, he's just gonna, he's gonna use you and dump you, right? If you really cared about someone, you would not let them anywhere near them. And you're definitely not going to for relationship advice. Maybe clothing advice, maybe, but not relationship (laughs) advice. Right. Yeah, the the whole thing with the brother is concerning, and I would say that the series, yeah, I guess mini-series, overall, okay, it's, it's a romance, but it's kind of cute, right? Like, they meet through this book. So it's a little bit different, but there's a lot of really questionable things. And I don't know how much of that is Netflix or the book, but since we're talking about Netflix, we have to talk about that, like, that's what we're talking about. And there's a lot of things in it, like, she goes out on Christmas Day. So Lily is the, what do you call her? Adorkable. Yeah. Right? Like, she's, that's her thing. She makes her own clothes, and she's kind of petite looking, you know, and she's just, She's into sort of quirky things. She's cutesy. She's like, yeah, that's her thing. She's Zoe Deschanel. Everyone always used to say Zoe Deschanel is a quirky girl. That's She's just like quirky. She's cute. And she's 17. Like, she's allowed to be quirky and cute. But then she, one of the dares that Dash gives her is to go to this punk, Jewish punk, like, underground show. Oh, yeah. Um, Which... I had to say, I never thought I would listen to Jewish punk music, but I was kind of impressed. Um, and I do wonder if they're a real band. That would be really interesting. But that's beside the point. So she goes to this club, which, by the way, like, what is a 17-year-old doing in a club? Right? Like, we know she's 17. She establishes the fact she might even be 16, but she's definitely not 18. Like, she's definitely not legal age. But she goes to this club. She's led in by a drag queen, which is completely inexplicable, by the way. Like, there's this one drag queen and there, there are two drag queens there but it's not like a drag show so it's not really clear why specifically not that they can't be there but like all dressed to the nines to go to a punk rock show it's kind of weird so she she goes and like she ends up you know letting herself loose a little bit and she has fun but first of all what is she doing in a club also walking around new york late at night by yourself now i know new york you know it has all these wonderful things but there are very few cities that as a 17-year-old girl, I would walk around by myself late at night. So that, and also in a place, you know, she's not just walking around her block. And then, oh goodness, there was one other thing I was going to say about the fact that she goes to this. Oh, why does she have to be bold? 
you know, he's like, you have to break out of your shell. Now, yes, she's very shy and most of her friends are adults, but it sort of reminds me of our Greece talk we had a few weeks ago. She's not a bad person. You know, it's, I mean, she's, she has hobbies. She's creative. She seems to be very, very close with her family. I don't understand why she has to change. If anyone has to change, it feels like he should change. So, you know, because he's this cynical kid at 17, but his yeah. parents divorced. And why is she not good enough? Yeah, so he's standing around in his dad's, like, apartment in his, like, boxers and, like, a silk robe, like, swirling whiskey and, like, doing, like... Yeah. It, and his dad, like, they don't know that he's, he's there by himself also because he took over his dad's apartment because his dad's ace never home and always has... Yeah, it's... I don't know. I, I, I have no answers. <laughs> there is also a lot of drinking. And, you know, every, there, are, there are always parties right, where kids drink. But the times that kids drink in this show, it's weird because, so one time is at this Christmas party. Now, I guess technically they could be drinking apple cider, but I don't think they're supposed to be drinking apple cider. But it's not like one of those, oh, my parents are going to be gone. So like, come over, and we'll have a party. You know, they're drinking from red solo cups, and they're hiding it. Like they're drinking from these fancy glasses. So it looks like they're drinking wine or champagne. But Teenagers should not drink, period, end of story. But there's a difference in a TV show or a movie when they show that it's a party and clearly the teenagers are doing something they're not supposed to do, like they're lying and sneaking around. Whereas this didn't feel like they were lying and sneaking around. This is a really, what everyone's well-dressed, they're in the apartment. It's It treats them like adults. Like it treats the teenagers yes. like adults, but in a way, not like, oh, you're mature to handle this topic kind of way. Like in a different... Like, oh, you're doing things now that are adult things to be doing, but you guys are teenagers. Right. In that way that, like, New Yorkers sometimes are a little bit more, like, sophisticated, except they're they're still teenagers and there's still laws and it's still not healthy. And then she goes to this bar on Christmas Day because she's upset and all of her adult friends are there and she's in a tizzy. So she grabs someone's drink and... The one adult says, hey, you're not old enough for that. And then this other woman pushes a drink at her and says, oh, or just gives like a, it's no big deal. She needs it. I was like, no, she doesn't need it. She's 17. <laughs> or maybe she does need it, but it doesn't matter because she can't have it. And then she goes home drunk and she's she's hanging out with adults, right? And even though the one adult put up the first protest, apparently they all then go along with this girl drinking and by the way she's at a bar and goes to get drinks so is the bartender not checking licenses and then this other guy comes in that she like sort of went on a date with and he's also ordering from the bar (laughs) but he's also 17 so i there was just a lot of i mean her parents get mad when she comes home drunk so her parents are mad her grandfather's mad but society at large does not seem to care about the fact that this young girl is drinking and that's, and that's the commentary of our times. And there's also one thing you want to mention about the uh, the kid from her past, sort of. This Edgar oh, guy. Yeah. That Because when she, yeah, she has this whole thing on how she was so traumatized and she was like 11 years old, right? Because she was handing out like friendship bracelets and he threw it down or something. Like, oh, it says, thank you so much. This is so ugly. And I'm making fun of her. Apparently she was like traumatized for the rest of her life from that. So that's why she is, that's why she makes her own clothes and has no friends who are kids or something because... One thing happened one time when she was 11. Right? I don't think it shows a lot of situ- 
it doesn't show a lot of scenes like that. It's just that one scene with the one bully kid. Yes. Pretty much. Yeah. And then you finally see him as an adult. Well, not as an adult. He's a teenager. But according to this, they're all adults. And he's, and he's like a nice guy. Right? He's yeah. Like, he's just regular. Like, yeah. She tries to call him out for it. Like, oh, I was only 11, 12 years old. And he's like, well, so was I. And you're like, finally! Finally, someone said it. Finally, thank you. I was so I was so worried in that moment because she goes to this slam poetry thing where he says he's going to be. And she gets up there and she starts talking and she doesn't see him at first. And then she sees him and she starts calling him out saying, you know, you're, you were my bully and you're the reason that I don't have any friends. And, and I was like, this is going to be like, that's so, first of all, it's just depressing, but also (laughs) we don't get, you're right. We don't get an indication that he was her bully. We got an indication that one time he said this one mean thing when, by the way, all these friendship bracelets that she was handing out, Every other kid also ditched theirs. She just happened to overhear him say she was weird, but all the other kids apparently thought it too because none of them kept these friendship bracelets that she worked so hard on. So she just like she puts it on this one guy. But I've seen I've seen teenagers making friendship bracelets. So like it also doesn't make sense. How come none of the eleventh graders want a, the eleven year olds want a friendship bracelet? That's also yeah. not explained. Like no, yeah, and it, yeah, and it's not explained why she doesn't already have. Friends, like clearly something happened before that. If she's already kind of like this weird on the edge girl, but yeah. whatever. It's in New York. She'd go to a different school. <laughs> <laughs> so she calls him out, and I was like, "This is just going to be another one of those like anti-bullying things." And I mean, we should all be against bullying, but we also, I don't like it when they let kids let their bullies define them, and that's what she did, right? And then so she says. You did all this to me and my life is terrible now. And I was only 12 when that happened. And he stands up and he says, I was only 12 too, like you said. And I was like, oh my gosh, yes. Because I hate it when characters don't stand up for themselves. And I hate it when they don't answer back to accusations in TV shows and they just let things stand. And that happens so much. Or when characters say things that you're like, if this were real life, that's what I would say. So why is this character not saying that? But he said it. And I mean, he's still kind of like a, weird guy and he's not right for her he's a little bit like too like trying to be cool you know and she's beats to walks to the beat of her own drum but that that moment made me really happy because i didn't expect that they would actually do that yeah by the slam poetry thing that would be a good like oh you have to break out of each other to be bold go do slam poetry and go speak in front of an audience right this makes sense this is a connection not like Go get drunk at a at, and who knows what kind of drugs are being passed around at a at a punk concert or whatever. Yeah, for sure. I think it could have been a nice story. You know, they're bonding over their love of books. I especially like the references to J.D. Salinger and Franny and Zoe because my twelfth grade English teacher was obsessed with Franny and Zoe. I mean, we analyze that book down to the blue kimono and why was it a blue kimono and why was it a kimono and not a robe i mean we spent weeks on that book so it was good to know that other high schoolers have to deal with it too so but it could have been a a christmas you know so there's christmas movies and tv shows just have this like light-hearted magical happiness about them so could have been that but they really did these things that were really problematic when it comes to teenagers you know and and again the brother not giving him any more to him than the fact that he has sex with other men and as it's a little bit disappointing 
And on that happy note. (laughs) (laughs) Well, all I'm saying is if you really are in the mood for something Christmassy, then Home Alone is a classic. You know, you don't, sometimes you don't have to reinvent the wheel. Home Alone is terrible. (laughs) I mean, it could be really... Maybe we'd have to dissect that one one day because Home Alone's got a lot of stuff. There's a lot of questionable stuff at Home Alone. That's true. All right. Uh, It's a Wonderful Life. You can't go wrong with It's a Wonderful Life. There we go. I think that was a pretty, yeah, that was a pretty safe bet. (laughs) We figured it out for you people. Um, (laughs) All right. Well, thank you so much for listening and we will catch you next time. Cheers, people. We hope you enjoyed this week's episode of Oh My Word Podcast. Make sure you subscribe so you always get the latest episode, and please leave us a rating and a review. And please share the show with your friends. Also, follow us on Instagram at Oh My Word Podcast. There we post episode updates, our ratings for each book, and also our personal reading recommendations. Music for the show is by Tim Burke. Editor is Emily Yaffe. We'll see you next week. <laughs>